All right, Ulysses, on today's episode, we will discuss a little bit of the World Series that is ongoing, as well as a little Halloween flair as it pertains to our Tampa Bay Rays. It is Halloween uh, day, afternoon, night, depending on when you're listening to this. So let's have some fun with it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on every single platform, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And we are still taking mailbag questions, comments, concerns throughout the offseason, voice memos as well, uh, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Or if you just want to DM us on Twitter and Instagram, that suffices as well. All right, before we get into... Our uh, little Halloween fun here as it pertains to the Tampa Bay Rays. Shout out to uh, OG listener Time McCann for the segment suggestion. Uh, the World Series, as of this recording, is squared up at a game apiece between the Phillies and Astros. We know what the Phillies did in game one. They're comeback heroics. They are the comeback kids, seemingly. Uh, they weren't able to do that in game two as the Astros took that one. So now game three turns to Philadelphia. Uh, Ulysses, you probably watched more of the World Series than I have. I've checked out highlights and updates and so forth. But uh, any thoughts, observations on uh, the Fall Classic thus far? The Phillies have juice, magic, whatever you want to call it, uh, in Insane. their veins right now. It's it's impressive. I mean, that, that game one comeback was just... That was a really exciting World Series game. I don't remember being that excited for a World Series game uh, if the Rays weren't playing in it, uh, honestly. Like, I usually just, you know, watch clips or whatever, but I've been, like I said, uh, just the season for the Rays ended so anemically that I, I, I haven't been able to just turn it off like I usually do. I, I, I want more baseball. I need right. more baseball. And so watching that game was just, that was unreal. That yeah. was really, really cool. They've got the bats and, and the bullpen and the defense have been all right so far during the, the, the playoffs, but now game three and game four, Kevin, we're going to really see what is Syndergaard's you know, value right now as a game three starter. Mm-hmm. Can, can Ranger Suarez come back in game four after already being used in game one? What about that Phillies starting pitching? Can it be compared to a team that has Lance McCullers, Christian Javier, Luis Garcia, and Jose Urquidy not even being used as starters when they would very well be their number three starters for the Phillies? That's the issue is we know about Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, but after that, the rotation gets a little bit flimsy as it pertains the Phillies, you look at game three forthcoming right now, Noah Syndergaard, like you mentioned, going up against Lance McCullers. Lance McCullers is on a different level, uh, local kid, by the way, uh, compared to Noah Syndergaard. One thing is for certain with this Phillies team, um, yes, they've got the magic. Yes, they've got the special sauce. But I don't, even with the game being at Citizens Bank Park, I don't think they can afford 
another five nothing deficit. They could afford it barely in game one, couldn't afford it in game two. You can't let the Astros pile up to a even a, a, a two run lead, three run, four run, let alone a five run lead. So that's something that is is going to have to be navigated and it's going to be a tough test. Now, um, as it stands right now, are you leaning Phillies, leaning Astros, or it's I, I, literally it's anybody's ball game one to one, but at least for game three, I mean, Houston's favored by a pretty decent margin uh, compared to Philadelphia, even though the game is in Philly's backyard. That That's why I would feel really, I think if you're a Philly fan, you are more than happy to have come out of Houston one, one because it's, and now you've turned the tables on, Right. Um, on on the 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 home field advantage. I mean, you if you really use that to your advantage and and the na- and the noise and and get it can get to the the Astros. Sure, you you can you can play with that rhetoric. However, it's not like who are you playing against? You're playing against a team that's been there, done that in even more horrific right. places than Philadelphia. I'm sorry, but like. Yeah. It, it, it's it, Dodger Stadium. I, I'm pretty sure they remember how that felt, you yes. know. Uh, so th- these guys have have been through the World Series so many times that I don't think it's going to get to them. Maybe to some of the young guys, maybe a Jeremy Pena would maybe mm-hmm. get a little bit rattled, and that's maybe all you need. Um, an error here, an error yes. there, uh, a miss swing, whatever it is. But I I don't think. I still think the Astros are going to win it. I still want it from the bottom of my heart that right. the Astros do not win and then the Phillies do get it. But, I, I mean, if you're a betting man, I don't know. It would be very difficult. But right. I, did see, I did see a stat, uh, Kevin, that I wanted to bring to your attention. Uh, do you know how many career wins Justin Verlander has? Uh, career wins in the regular season. Correct. Uh, I would say over 200 at this point, I'll say 215. 244. Okay. He is 56 away from 300 wins. This is a guy who is going to sign for a buttload of money in during this winter. Um, I, he said he wants to pitch until he's 45. He wants to do the Tom Brady thing. He's 39, so we can make the math that at least if he wants six years, let's say he can pitch three really good years, maybe right. two years. Does he get to 300? Oh, that is tough. Um, so he's at 244 right now, so he basically has to average. I mean, is it doing – I haven't been in uh, math class in a while, but – 18 per year more well, or less depends if, if if we take him at his word and say he wants to pitch for six more years that comes out to like nine to ten victories you know between nine yeah and ten. so a year i think he really wants to get to 300 and the type of competitor he is i mean you look at the outstanding performance i mean he's gonna win the cy young this year he won 18 games. He won 21 in 2019, 16 in 2018. Um, 
Also, who is he going to sign Kevin with? Is he going to it, sign it with the Kansas City yeah, Royals? Is he going to sign with the Colorado Rockies? Or is he going to sign with a perennial team that is going to win 90 to 100 wins yeah. like the Astros? No, I think that he's made enough money in his career that he wants to be able to, yes, make more money, but also sign with a team that's going to be extremely, extremely competitive, which therefore uh, means there's a greater chance of him winning more games over the course of a regular season. So I'm going to say... Yes, he does get to 300 uh, by the hair on his chinny chin chin. Uh, regardless, though, if he doesn't uh, throw another pitch in his career, he is still a bona fide and I would say first ballot Hall of Famer. Is that fair to say? I think so. And, and I know a lot of people have been making the rounds with um the oh he's off at the world series which yeah granted he hasn't been great he hasn't gotten a w but also like he pitched then he pitched in the 06 or the 2012 like that's that's yeah. like even more than a well, decade that, ago like that's it's, the other thing too is he, he wants a world series to his resume at exactly. least one yeah yeah and even yeah so no that's a that is a that's fun not tainted point. he wants a ring that's yeah. not tainted yeah yeah, and you know what? If he if the Astros win this thing, yes, it wouldn't be quite as bad as the uh, sign stealing scandal. But I guess we can't have uh, Astros World Series without some cheating or illegality, uh, considering Martin Maldonado's uh, bat usage uh, that he can't use anymore. It's just so funny that there's always something. I guess. With the Astros, although I think that MLB should implement some sort of rule. If if you hit under the Mendoza line and you're, I don't know what his OPS is, but if you have a Taylor Walls-esque OPS, sure, go ahead and use that uh, that enhanced bat, uh, however well it is. Just, uh, hey, we want more offense in this game, right? So go for it. So it's like, hey, th- we, we will reserve uh, we, to, to create some equity in the offense uh, among – catchers specifically let let them use this bat so before i tell you how i feel about the bat let's tell people where they can put some green skittles and uh and, and get some other yeah. green skittles back in their pocket uh that would be betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season you can find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcast and in-depth analysis on every single game as always Bet online, it remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every single sport that is out there. Uh, we're talking MLB, of course, MMA, boxing, golf, so many other sports too. So be sure you head over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it is where the game starts. It's not an enhanced. People are talking about the damn bat thing because, first of all, Tom Verducci did a horrible job explaining what it was. Yeah, honestly, I, I, full disclosure, I did not uh, do a whole lot of research. I just saw the headline about the quote unquote illegal bat and I ran with it. I, I guess clickbait, maybe. Um, yes, I don't know it's how. Such uh, a clickbait. It's yeah. so clickbaity. Like, I, very bad, horrible job by. Tom Verducci and and people who are like, yeah, that 60-second clip of you saying that would be just fine. It's like, no, it's not, you know, for Harry Potter fans, the, the bat, it's not like the Elder Wand, okay? It's not just this magical bat 
Okay. It was just those maple bats that used to like splinter into a thousand smithereens yeah. like back like 12 years ago. Remember that when it's that not was like it was happening? a cork bat. It's it was just it's a safety issue, I guess. It was a safety issue, like, hey, we should not use these. And you know, people that were grandfathered in did it. And if do you think Pujols is going to like remember, like, oh yeah, I'm no, he's been using them for a decade. He's like, Oh, you want right. a bat? Yeah, sure. Here, here's a bat. So horrible job by people with the power to put information like that right. out there. So, so, uh, not in the right way. And also yeah. the Framber Valdez, is he cheating? Is he not? This is kind of on the Astros. Like they're like, you know, Marty Maldonado is not cheating because he's using that. that, right. that. And Framber Valdez is clearly not doing anything that he hasn't done this whole season. There is ample video since opening day, Till his last World Series start, he is that same guy all the time. And the part that I I, I clap for Framber is the fact that he said it in his in his post game. He said, yeah. "I fidget all the time like that because that's just the way that I do things." But right. also because I know that it gets into the minds of the hitters on the other side that they think that I'm doing something and I do it openly so that they are not focused on my pitches, but they're focused on what am I doing? What is that? He's, he's, he's touching and everything like that. Like he's playing yeah. mind games. Really it's what amazing. It, that, Good that, for is, him. that just underscores and baseball is uh, small potatoes, but uh, the power of social media and media in general and how they cover things and how they report things and, uh, if they're doing it uh, in a proper manner. And clearly, I took the bait because I, I didn't really pay attention. I just saw the clip of that Tom Verducci that, that was, you know, clipped out and, and ran with yeah. it. So, you know, it's, yeah, whatever. Um, all right, let's 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 move along here. Um, again, shout out to Time of this uh, topic for us. It is October 31. 2022 Halloween, of course, uh, in the spirit of Halloween, what scares you the most about the Tampa Bay Rays right now? And we'll go ahead and, uh, give Ty's, uh, answer here. Uh, for me, it's the fact that outside of wander, the Rays are struggling to graduate from someone from AAA who can produce offensively on a consistent or meaningful basis. So, uh, Ulysses in the spirit of Halloween, what scares you the most about the Tampa Bay Rays franchise, I guess, now and or going forward? It would scare me. By the way, thank you, Ty, as always, for, yes. for your input in the show. Uh, you make you and every other uh, listener and, and, and subscriber on YouTube that, that um, gives us ideas, comments, and all these things. You guys make the show better. So thank you for, for doing yeah. that always. Um, I think for 2023 specifically, it would be Wander and Brandon Lau not hitting 100 games played. That's scary to me. That's scary to me. Yeah. Like they, they, we need triple digit at the very minimum from both Brandon and Wander. Yeah. Um, if these if, if these guys do not post uh, the three digits next year. I, uh, they better have signed Correa. Yeah. <laughs> it might be another, uh, you, you might be winning 84 ball games, 84 to 86, yeah. something like that. I mean, I guess They're with the amount of scheduling, uh, th- let me put it like this. If they fail to play a hundred games a piece between those two or, you know, wander plays 90, 
Lau plays 95, whatever it is, I would find it difficult that the Rays win 90 ball games. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I need both of them to be healthy because I'm not, and again, I'm not asking for Wander to be like a lot of fans were asking, like, oh, he's going to be an eight war player. Like, no, no, it's just similar. Yeah. Like, I want him to be healthy. And Brennan Lau, same thing. Oh, he's a tremendous get for the, the, the friendly deal. He's going to be a six war second baseman. He's going to drop 40 home runs. No, 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 no. I don't give me right now a hundred games played. Can you do that for me? Because yeah. he's only done that once, Brandon Lau. I know that the, it's shortened season, so that's not against him. But the 2019, he fouled off. Again, not his fault, but, I mean, at the end, it's a result game, right? Like, y- yeah. you were out. So you got hurt 2019. You got hurt 2022. Uh, you can't do that again in 2023. Like, this offense does not – it clearly, clearly this offense cannot withstand both Wander – and Brandon Lau out of the lineup for months at a time. It just cannot, it's not sustainable baseball. Follow up, follow up to that. Uh, What do you think would be more important in 2023? Say, here's the scenario. Either Wander or B. Lau, one of those guys plays 150 plus ball games for the Rays. The other is injured most of the season. Which would you rather have, a healthy Wander for 2023 or a healthy Brandon Lau for 2023? So say it's like, by your theory of they both need to play at least 100 ball games. okay, let's put it like this. Brandon Lau plays 150, Wander plays 50. Or flip-flop it, Wander plays 150, Brandon Lau only plays 50. What would you take? I think the exciting factor, just because we've, we've mentioned it, you know, watching a wander at bat is so fun just because of the, the, the way that he plays the game. Um, but I'm, I'm not, I think the answer is not derived on who I want to see most on the field right. between wander and Brandon. I think the answer is who am I getting for wander? If he's only playing 50, is it Taylor walls? You know, is he doing? uh, Oh, and then if Brendan Lau is not on the field, who am I getting in in place of Brendan Lau? I think that's where the 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 question lies. And I think with Wander, we saw that that's Taylor Walls. Like they are, they trust his defense. Boom, that's it. With Brendan Lau, you could make the case that it would be maybe Jonathan Aranda, Isaac Paredes. Uh, a, a, a combination, maybe just platoon them. Boy, yeah. I gotta tell you, I would enjoy watching more Isak and Jonathan Aranda than Taylor Walls. Um, defensively, Taylor Walls is amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has to be said enough, but I'll say it again: he is terrific with the glove, and he he definitely improved as as he got more comfortable in the big leagues there are maybe three teams that have the offense output that can retain a guy like Taylor Walls with no offensive production whatsoever. And And two of them are in the World Series right now. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, at the Dodgers and maybe the Yankees when they were healthy. Yeah. There are not a lot of teams that can carry a guy who who has a a WRC plus of like, what is it, 72 this season? Like, Wolf. Right. 
And, um, and this kind of bleeds into, uh, something that would scare me and spook me for 2023, uh, and the, uh, lack of home runs team wide continuing again, which is why I brought up the point about Brandon Lau. But um, I would think that the Rays and really the fan base as a whole would agree with you. Um, Brandon Lau doesn't have a $182 million contract extension. Wander Franco does. Wander mm-hmm. Franco is the face of the franchise. So I think that in and of itself is very, very important, especially as uh, this is such a critical time for the Rays in terms of building goodwill for. Uh, would-be new stadium um, but I think it has to be reiterated just how devastating the injury bug was to the Rays this past season between Wander, Bilal, Kiermaier, Zanino cornerstones of the team up the middle cornerstones of the team were on the field together on the field together for just 12 games in the unreal. season so unreal um so kind of buried the lead there. Uh, actually, no, I didn't. I threw it out there. Um, what is, like, I don't have a journalism degree, but I worked in journalism for a very long time. I should be better than that. Um, Tom Verducci, step up as well with me. Um, there okay. you go. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, something that would really freak me out, like mm-hmm. the Saw movies, yeah. is... If in 2023, the Rays team leader in home runs only has 20 and you only have three players who hit double digit homers and one's total is 20, the other's total is 20 and the other total is 11. Furthermore, it would also really freak me out if the Rays finish tied for 25th in all of baseball in homers in, uh, in 2023. Those are all things that they did this season. And we saw the results of that. 11. Uh, can I take a guess? And it's a Yandy G man Choi. So your, your top three bombers were Randy Paredes and G man Choi. Number three, your number three pop guy had just 11 homers. And I talk about the importance of the long ball. Um, what uh okay there were seven teams that hit at least 200 homers uh as a group combined and not saying that the rays have to get as many as 200 homers but i just want to make a point the yankees the braves the brewers the astros the phillies and the blue jays what do all those teams have in common basically except for the brewers that every everybody went to the playoffs yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah, I guess we can take the Brewers out, but they were, you know, they were a game that, away from from the yeah. Cards, uh, from the Cards. No, from the from the Phillies. So yeah. essentially, in the fight, and I want to even make it even more scary, people, than G Man Choi having eleven and being third. Taylor Walls was fifth with eight. Taylor that's Walls it. is fifth. With eight. So you know what would be really scary, Ty? Not only that Taylor Walls is the fifth home run leader of your team, but that he gets so many A bleeping Bs that he actually has the opportunity to be the fifth most home run leader uh, on the leaderboard. Like, I cannot cannot see if 
obviously if he just blossoms somehow but but again like just using the analysis that we have it's not like he's just going to become an 850 ops guy like he was in triple a like that no. things like that don't just don't just happen unless you you're you're having a cream for a ring warm but yeah. I cannot have 400 ABs again from Taylor Walls. Like with the same I, office. Like fine if you if you, if you want to be 150, 200 best, but that's why we need a healthy Brendan Lau. That's why we need a healthy Wander Franco, so that you don't overexpose Taylor Walls. Because boy, oh boy, was he overexposed. Yeah, I mean, unless uh, Taylor Walls goes on the Kin Kimenity or Brady Anderson diet, um, I don't think that's changing anytime soon. Which is why we talk about. Again, a healthy Brandon Lau. If you're able to put up 30, 32, that'd be really nice. And let me also say this. Okay, I could, I would be able to stomach your team leader only having 20 home runs, but there better be like seven other guys in the lineup that have like between 15 to 18. Not yes. where it drops off to 11. Like if everybody's contributing, like, okay, we don't have that big 35 homer guy. Okay, fine, I can stomach that. But you better be like, I guess this isn't a great example, but consistently the Blue Jays, I mean, pretty much every guy in their lineup, you can bank on them having, you know, at least 15 homers. A lot have more than that, but like you, you better be able to go down a list and say, okay, a lot, a lot, a lot of guys are giving you, you know, Michael Brantley type home run production. I, I, I'm so, I'm so happy that you say that because uh, I remember a team just like that, um, the Cleveland Indians of 2007. And yes, they were called oh. the Indians in 2007. Um, if you looked at their, uh, nobody had more than 25 home runs. But look Hang at these. Uh, look can at these can I try runs. to guess some of these names here? Sure, of course. Okay, uh, Grady Sizemore. Yes, he was second with 24. Okay, Victor Martinez. First with 25. Johnny Peralta. Fourth with 21. Travis Hafner. Third with 24. Oh, man, I might be out of my league here, but David Justice? Did he even play for the Indians? No, that's... Okay, that's, uh, hang on. That's strike one. I think I've got one more in my pocketbook here. Okay. Or maybe I don't. Hafner, Sizemore, Martinez, Peralta, Jim yeah. Tome. Not any more than no. Okay, I'll uh, I'll just take my two strikes and uh, keep the bat on my shoulder like Willie Adamas a couple of years ago in the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. There you go. I'll give you number four. Ryan Garko, forgotten oh. name. Twenty-one bombs. Casey Blake, eighteen, and Franklin Gutierrez with thirteen. Yeah. So you've got your main lineup with between twenty-five and thirteen home runs. Mm-hmm. We're not asking for much. We're not asking for, I want Brennan Lau to hit 39 bombs. No, you crazy yeah. race fan. Sit down. I want Brennan Lau to post 150 games, and if he's able to give me 28 bombs, I'll take it. Randy Rosarena, give me 150 games and drop another 20. I'm yes. in. That's cool. You know, whoever the free agent is, uh, Jose Abreu, dude, can you give me 21? Can you give me 17? Right. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Wander, can you expand to 13? Maybe 15 if 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 all feels good? Why not? Like yes. we're not asking for 50 bombs, 40 bombs, 30 bombs. We're just asking for everybody to just collectively put it together. Yes. Um in the spirit of Halloween, uh Ulysses, what is your favorite candy? 
Ooh. Snickers. Okay. Ooh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Damn. Can I have a 1A, 1B? Sure. I'll give you a 1A, 1B. I'll give you a Tyler Glasnow, Shane McClanahan. Thank you. I'll take that. Uh, so Tyler Glasnow would be my Snickers. Shane McClanahan would be my uh, peanut butter cups, Reese's. Okay. Reese's, very good choice. I would go with um, Bunch of Crunch. Love Bunch of Crunch. Bunch of Crunch. I've not had it. Always. Uh, it's like a Nestle Crunch bar, but little pieces. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Movie, theater, and Halloween uh, classic for me. Could you um, put those in the fridge and then have them? Yeah, like a built bar, you know? Exactly. It's yeah. a good uh, – a lot of people, what they do is they mix uh, buttered popcorn with them. So you get a little uh, sweet and savory mixed Leave in there. me. Yeah. Now, what about uh, – it is Halloween, so we got to mention this. Okay, we've talked about baseball for 25 minutes, 25-plus minutes here. Uh, okay. Favorite Halloween movie? Ooh, uh, favorite Halloween movie. Damn. If you have hmm. one. I think uh, – the creepiness of a uh, of a nightmare before Christmas is pretty good, but I think would that be more Christmas m- movie? Even though it's like I'm I don't know, Halloween. I've never seen it. So I mean, is it scary in a way? Or I mean, it creeped me out the first time I okay. saw it. But I mean, every Tim Burton movie is going to creep you out. So. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, you? Yeah, I'm not a big horror film person, but I mean, I remember my childhood. I did uh, dig the Beetlejuice movie with uh what's his face michael michael something. keaton yeah michael keaton so yeah. um nice. and that's a good one i watched a little bit i mean this i don't know if it's going to be on my list or anything but i watched a little bit of the uh, animated adams family film on oh. netflix and i gotta i mean that was that was looking good so i gotta revisit that and watch the whole thing so um on that note um man Again, great question from Ty. You just basically gave us our full episode there. And that's yeah. why if you're a listener out there, reach out to us anytime. Lockonrays at gmail.com or the social media channels as well. Don't be shy. I mean, we we love the interaction and the suggestions as well. So um, in the meantime, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Today podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you on Tuesday.